Welcome to War Games, hosted by the sales genius Joe Ingram. If you're looking to win the sales battle, then you have joined the right team. In the War Games group, we devise strategies for sales, marketing, branding, mindset, and attitude. We enlist the assistance from the most successful producers across all industries. We then share their knowledge and techniques with you. Our single goal is to get you ready for your next sales opportunity. When it comes to crossing the minefield of sales, step in the footprints of those that have crossed before you. Now, prepare yourself for boot camp and beyond. It's time for the war games to begin. Welcome war gamers. Your host, Joe Ingram. Excited for you guys to learn from today's guest trainer that comes in. So I'm going to ask you guys to meet Colin Mitchell. He's a four-time founder of companies. Okay, guys, we're talking like big exit companies. But four times he's been doing it. Very successful, passionate about sales, entrepreneurship, and podcasting. So it goes right along with all of us here in War Games. He's the chief evangelist at Humanic AI. So Humantic AI where they're helping sellers personalize the entire sales process to build more rapport and close more deals. And we are all about closing more deals. Colin is also the host of Sales Transformation. So he started with nothing, but managed to grow his first business from zero to five million annual recurring revenue in 26 months. So a hair over two years from zero to five millions. Would Again, that means... He knows what he's doing, and he's going to share with us, right, on how to personalize your sales process with people. So I'm going to be moving to the side and say, Colin, welcome to the War Games Group. Thank you for coming on today to share with everybody. Oh, man. Thanks for having me, Joe. I'm super fired up to talk about this topic. It's always a fun one and, um, you know, tons of nuggets that I can share that I've learned along the way on how, you know, reps can further personalize the entire sales process. I think... Often folks think of personalization only in top of funnel um, and they sort of leave it there and, and don't think about it throughout the entire process. That's amazing. Let me go ahead and flip it up over here because I want to tell you switch with me, right? So now you get the bigger part of the screen because again, everybody in this group has heard me a lot. And so um, I want to make sure I give you the, the time to drop those nuggets and to do that. Now, zero to 5 million in a little over two years, right? Kudos to you for holding on to 26 months instead of going in two years and, and, <laughs> and, tweak, it, and tweak it the other way. But um, so what was, what did you learn in that one? Because if you've done it four times, gone to the point of exiting, right? As you've been founding these companies. So you did it the first time, then boom, gone. And you did another one, did another one. I am assuming that's where we go with this, but, what did you learn in the first one that made the second one that much easier? Ooh, that's a tough question. I mean, the first one, and, and just to give a little more context, right? Uh, my wife and I started that business in 2012, and we scaled it to, to you know, like you said, zero to five in 26 months in annual recurring revenue. Um, and that was fueled 100%. I think you'll love this, Joe. 
uh, outbound sales, no marketing, nothing fancy. Um, we had a process, we had a niche, um, and we stuck to it and we grew and scaled a sales team, uh, to that 5 million bucks. And so, uh, you know, one of the things that I learned, uh, in the first business, um, that I thought, you know, would, would help me in the next business, um, is, is, is that they're not all the same. <laughs> right. So what worked in one business may not necessarily work in the next business. Um, you know, it highly depends on who you're serving, what you're doing, um, you know, how you're going to market your messaging, the problem you're solving. Like there's just so many variables. There's some, there's some frameworks and, and some simple things that you maybe want to stick to as far as like, okay, we learned a lot that in outbound sales and that's going to be a very effective channel for us. Right. Yeah. So that's something that I'm always been a fan of. Um, uh, it's kind of where I got my start in sales is, is really heavy on outbound. Um, so I've brought in that to every business that I've been involved in and something I'm extremely passionate about. Um, but you know, outbound is just sales as a channel, uh, is still just very basic. Right. And so what works in outbound strategies in one business may not work in the other. That could be messaging. That could be channels. That could be all kinds of different things. Fantastic. So when you got from first business to second business, okay. So, and again, I told you, I'm going to give you the floor, but yeah, I'm still going to ask questions because I'm intrigued oh, yeah. by anybody who's, who's, who's walked the walk. Okay. And that's what I like. Instead of saying, Hey, let's go get somebody in theory. You've got practice. So, I believe that once you've mastered the outbound contact for sales, I think any business becomes that much easier to go after because that's the big scary, you mm -hmm. know, the big hairy goal in the room is that big giant, how do I get revenue? And I tell people all the time, until a product sold, nothing moves. You don't have a business until something gets sold, your product, your service as it goes through. So when you got to second business, third business, fourth business, is there something you say, like the one thing that you need to carry with you to say, hey, I did it? Because some people, once you sell off a business, right? If I look at it and go, and, and you sold the first business, right? Or do you still have it? Right? No. So funny thing is actually, I have still have the first business, yes. okay. uh, but I sold the three businesses that I started after. Okay. Um, the first business I'm not, in, you know, as involved in really. So it's, it's more passive income passive. for me. Okay. Um, and I have a sales manager there. We still have sales reps and that business is just, you know, operating fine, um, without me being involved. That's okay. So see now, now you're my best friend because that's the overall goal, right? The overall goal is let's make money passively and let, let's enjoy life while we don't have to worry about funds that come through. And that's the overall end result that's here. So you had mentioned in, when, in the opening, you said most people think of the beginning of the funnel being the customization points for your prospects to come right. in. And you're saying you have the ability to go through and share with everybody how to customize the entire sales process for an individual and to do that. So I'm curious as to, again, I'm a big proponent of it, right? I sit down with clients all the time and I tell them, check the ego at the door, right? And be who you need to be for the client to feel comfortable to hand you money mm -hmm. and go in. But I, I'm really eager to learn from you, Colin, as far yeah. as what it is. Yeah. So, so 
the the concept of personalization is something you hear a lot about, you know, with cold email, right? You know, mm -hmm. personalizing your email, your top of funnel, things like that. But um, and, and you hear a lot about companies really trying to, you know, nail their ideal customer profile um, or doing persona based selling, right? Mm -hmm. Like, hey, you know, Joe is, uh, you know, decision maker that works in this particular industry. Maybe he's geographically located in this particular uh, geo. Um, his company is this particular size. And then even people that are doing it maybe a, a, like a step further, uh, you know, Joe has this specific problem, which we know we can solve, right? And, and right. some aren't even going to that level, uh, that, that deep um, on, you know, narrowing their ideal customer profile uh, to actually people who have a very specific problem that they can solve. And so that's, and I'm not saying that there's no value in that stuff. Like you have to do it. It's important, right? Right. But everybody's messaging and their entire sales process is based on that information and that information alone. Well, the missing ingredient there is we're dealing with human beings, people, we're dealing with people yeah. and people are different, right? So uh, the things that I care about, my communication styles and preferences may be different than Joe's. True. And so what that means is a lot of sellers are showing up and they're selling to their buyers the way that they would want to be sold to if they were on the other seat of the table. And the problem with that is that only works, Joe, if you and I have the same personality type. That only Amen. works if me and you, and, and I'm going to, you know, and, and, and this may not be the best example because I think that we have some things in common. And I think I, that our compatibility agree. level is, is at a level where I could just be myself and it'd be fine. Right. Um, but I need to take into consideration uh, what are the things that Joe cares about most? And that's different for everybody. And so I'll give you a couple of examples. I need to take into consideration, like, does Joe value relationships? Are those the most important thing to Joe? Maybe, maybe not, you know, and, and, and just because it's not the most important thing doesn't mean that it's not important. It right. just means that you don't necessarily make business decisions based on relationship alone. And some right. people do. Some people do. Mm -hmm. um, now, another example is maybe Joe is an ROI-driven person, right? Maybe Joe is more of a dominant type person. Joe is a type of person that if he sees value where what it is that I do can help him achieve his goals, that's what's going to get Joe to move forward, right? Yeah. And then there's other things to take into consideration too. Is Joe an early adopter? Does he typically move fast? I think so. But mm -hmm. Or... Is he somebody who needs a little bit more time, a little bit more space, and typically is slower to make decisions? Well, if you think about that that one thing there, well, if you're showing up in a way where you're trying to create urgency or use discounts or do all of these sort of things to try to get the deal to move forward and apply some pressure, well, that's not going to work well with somebody who is the type of person that's typically a slower paced person. You need to give them all the information. You need to give them a little bit of space. And knowing these things when you're in an active deal is extremely important. So this is how you personalize the entire sales process based on the person and not just the persona and not show up the same way with every single buyer. And this, is, this impacts you know all the way from top of funnel outbound. Yes, 
you can use this information to personalize. Because if Joe cares about relationships or Joe is more of an ROI driven person, or if he's more of a influencer type person where some customer stories are going to move the needle, well, you can increase your you know positive reply rates by like 236% if you're using this information to, you know, um, change the messaging based on what you know that person cares about most. But then it goes a step further. Once I'm engaged with Joe and I show up to a meeting and we run a discovery call or a demo and we get into negotiation, I need to know all of these things about Joe in order to personalize how I show up as a seller. That's awesome. So I'm going to jump over here. I'm like, I'm really small over here. So I'm going to jump in, Colin. So this is great. So I'm a huge personality person. And what I always tell people is that relationships come after the ROI, mm. right? And so I've always, I've always been that guy who goes, no, no, no. When I create results for my clients, that's when the relationship truly starts and then they can come back. So I don't do the, you got to give, you got to give me a shot for relationship sake. Yeah. Right. And so, and so I love that. Now, um, depending on which personality we're looking at, and, you know, I think I've been through almost every single one of the personality tests and um, I always break it down that there's four different types of personalities that you're going to go look for. And however you name them, it's different. Um, yeah. I know there's now 16 personalities. There's 168 personalities. There's all yeah. this stuff that comes up. But so is there things that you do to help you identify? Like you said, top of funnel. If I write my funnel for a certain personality type, I know those are going to be the ones that it resonates with and, and comes into the funnel. So one of my questions to you, Colin, is that, do you have like four, six, or eight funnels out there that are all tapered to get you a yeah. certain individual so that when it comes in, you're like, oh, it's in funnel G, so I know I got to be this way. Yeah. Right? So 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 you're going to love this. All right. So it's, 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 you know, let's follow DISC, right? DISC mm -hmm. as a personality, right? So D-I-S-C, right? This mm -hmm. is not a new novel no. way of selling. This has been around forever. But the challenge is for sellers is being able to read and especially now virtually, right? In person, body language, like, you know, it, other things that you can pick up on to try mm -hmm. to identify what type of person is Joe, right? Virtually, it's a little bit more challenging, right? Yeah. And so knowing this information before Joe and I ever even meet is, is extremely important. And, and so it actually, uh, to answer your question, there's two parts here. One is I can get even more granular. I can look into my win-loss analysis. I can look at everybody who's bought from me and everybody who hasn't. And then I can start to look for some patterns. And the interesting things that you start to see there is, is some cases, what we've seen when people run a win-loss analysis with personality insights there, they'll see that there's a pattern and there's people that are more likely to buy from them. And so that can be, and sometimes it's not always the case, but we've seen cases where it's three, 400% more likely to buy if they have one variation of a personality type, right? Wow. And, and so what that means, let's say you have inbound leads coming in, you can score higher for those personality types because you know you have a higher likelihood of winning. And for outbound, well, if it's significant, like let's say 400% more likely that somebody with a variation of D dominance in their personality type, and you know, there could be, could be DS, SD, doesn't matter, but let's say they have a variation of D 
And let's say you have a 400% more likelihood chance of winning that business. Why would you outbound to anybody else? Right. You would Agreed. only outbound to those people. Right. right. So that's one way to approach it. Right. Let's say it's not so vast where it's like, hey, people with a variation of D, we have, you know, maybe you have a couple of different types. Well, then you're going to write your sequences, your outbound messages, you're going to put them into buckets. Right. And then you're going to write your messaging based on what matters most to those people and personalize based on the person, not just the persona. And, you know, even if you, and then even let's say you do a little more of a spray and pray approach, not, not my, you know, personal favorite, but right. Hey, in some businesses, I'm not going to say that it doesn't make sense. If you're a highly transactional business and, you know, not a very long sales cycle, you know, low ACV, you know, th then, then that approach does make sense. in a lot of those types of businesses, nothing wrong with that. Um, right. if that's the case, then you would basically just write your basic, your baseline sequence of outbound messages, whatever that looks like. And then you can boil it down to four different from there. So you would personalize it four times based on personality. Um, and then you would enrich, you know, those lists with their personality and send the sequence that best fits that particular personality. So that's kind of a long winded answer of different ways you can approach it depending on your particular business case. Fantastic. So now I I'm looking at it, right. Cause humantic AI that, that to me is like, Ooh, is there a way to use artificial intelligence to do that for you or to do the filtering right now? Like again, so it, I I'm lazy at heart. Okay. Um, the best salespeople are right. <laughs> and so my, my goal is I'm, so I'm willing to be temporarily ambitious right now so i can be lazy first class later yeah yeah okay so that's what i look at so um i know that there's a lot of stuff that is out there now that is doing a lot of the legwork for us and putting through i haven't seen a lot of perfection in what's going on so um like i do have a prospecting tool that goes out looks for people and comes back but it's literally the shotgun approach based on title and what has mm -hmm. to be there and goes through. So, but, so I'm saying, what's the cheat code? What's yeah. The, how do you do this at scale? Yes. Yeah. It's almost right, like so, you read my mind. Yeah. Right. So, um, I too am lazy like you best salespeople are. I mean, mm -hmm. I don't work. Yeah, I do a lot, but I don't work crazy hours. Um, I'm just, I've found ways to be really efficient, right. And very productive in the time that I put in. So, you know, doing things at scale and, 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 is always something on my mind. And for most, you know, great sellers it is. Um, so yeah, how do you do this at scale? So in, in, in basically, um, you know, Humantic lives wherever the salespeople hang out, right? If that's in your Salesforce, HubSpot, you know, Zoho, Outreach, Sales Loft, you name it, wherever you're doing sales activities and, you know, Humantic exists there and we can enrich this personality insights into, the places that you're hanging out. Right. And so that's number one. Um, and then the second point that you kind of touched on, right. Is you haven't seen AI do it super well, right? Well, with this particular case with Humantic, what we're doing is we're scanning the digital footprint of the person, and then we're giving you their personality based on that. But we do have something, I don't know, you know, when this will go out, um, but you know, pretty much tomorrow or let's say within a few days, cause sometimes it never goes as uh, planned. Right. Uh, we are shipping, you know, a new, you know, probably full out of beta, maybe two months or so. Um, wow. what we call one click personalization. 
So, you know, imagine you write an email for a prospect, you click a button, it'll rewrite it for you based on their personality. And I'm telling you, the AI has gotten incredibly good, um, better than what most, you know, salespeople can do um, because it's working off data. It's not working off of my bias of what my personality type is because my natural default is going to be to write an email in a way that I would respond to it. Right. But if I'm not writing Absolutely. an email to somebody just like me, that doesn't work. Right. Absolutely. No, that makes perfect sense. Because as you said, what's the variation of the personality, right? Where do you fall in the 360 degrees of, let's say, disc that falls in? Where are you, where are you landing? But I like that. And so um, to yeah, me, I... we can build a whole entire process that's catered to somebody's personality type because Humantic went in and said, I got who this person is and I've dialed them in. I've actually got your profile up right now. Nice. Nice. Are you so, on LinkedIn? So I'm all proper. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. So, uh, so, so Joe, you're a DS type. Okay. Okay. So that means you're a planner, achiever, output driven, decisive, but calm. Yes. Okay. Accurate. Yep. And so we, we arm salespeople with how to structure an email to somebody like you with an SD type personality, uh, how to prospect into somebody like you do's and don'ts, right? Because knowing what to do is important, but also knowing what not to do is extremely important. So traps to avoid um, is really important, right? Um, and then how to negotiate uh, with, with Joe as well. So the secret to closing fast with Joe is strong proof of impact in their conviction. Uh, and their conviction will matter the most, but they wouldn't want to act uh, either. So will you ever get a clear answer from Joe? They will say no if they're not convinced, uh, but you'll have to prompt them, right? So that's a big one because you know sometimes people hate saying no. They don't want to create right. conflict. They don't want you to try to sell to them, all those sort of things. So you know different types of people. Um, and then here's another biggie is we show compatibility, right? Because let's say you're working, you know, uh, there's the enablement piece of arming sellers with first like self-awareness of what's my personality type and then knowing what to do and what not to do with particular types and then knowing what the personality type is of the person that you're prospecting or you're engaged in a current sales cycle. That's, you know, one way to go about this. Um, but there's another way to go about it too, which makes sense in some businesses where it's compatibility. Why, why route accounts or prospects or leads based on, you know, size and geography? I mean, we've been doing that forever. It's why there's just, there's no reason for it. Um, why not align Joe with prospects that he's already just naturally compatible with based on personality? That's just brilliant. So, and again, anybody watching, think about the game changing element that Colin has put together where all of a sudden you've already gone. So one of the things that I teach in, in sales is assumed rapport, right? I already assume we have rapport. Mm -hmm. Now, don't think I didn't notice, Colin, that you had mentioned the DS thing early on in the beginning, and then you just accidentally had to find out that it was me, right? <laughs> <laughs> that was in there. So yeah, I caught oh, that. Yeah. I know, oh, yes. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I'm like, yeah, here yeah. he is. So, I wouldn't expect to get that one past you, but I yeah. mean- 
I had to pull your profile up before yes, we before course. we got into the weeds here. Yes. And so I was like, that's brilliant. He started off in the beginning with an example. That is me. So um, it's funny. When I first tested on disk, I tested IC. Yeah. And so I was literally have been cultivating myself since the age of 20 to say, who makes the most money? The driver people, right? I need to get into that mind frame and to go through and adapt my personality accordingly. And so- Yeah, sometimes the trick, is, the assessments can be a little tricky, right? Because- you know, there's bias there where, yes. you know, sometimes the, some of the trick, the questions can start to feel redundant or like trick questions. Right. And sometimes people are giving answers or answers they think they should give. Right. So right. sometimes the assessments can be a little tricky. This is, this is your digital footprint. Like this is, this is how we come to this conclusion. And then we look actually at both disc and the big five. Um, so we can get really granular, very accurate and have basically 36 variations of, you know, uh, you know, what a person can be. So here's a question for you. I have somebody write my LinkedIn profile for me, right? Does mm -hmm. that throw the system off? And it says, Oh, so when you say, write, Like your bio description or your mm -hmm. actual content, uh, bio and description. So okay, so we're I looking at content. Can do content. Okay, we're looking at content. Yeah. Okay. So everything that you've put out there that's public on LinkedIn, Twitter, um, we can scan that in thirty seconds or less and get you know ninety percent accuracy of hey, this is this is what Joe is and this is how you can win with Joe. That's just phenomenal. Okay, so here's a question. All right, I'm gonna throw it out at you. So my brother's real estate. How is it that he would be able to adapt this here? When someone reaches out to him, he can go click on it and tell him to go look up this person? Yeah. So if the person has a digital footprint, then then yes, right? If it's somebody that doesn't, then yeah, that's a little bit trickier. Um, but we are going to get into where, you know, anything that somebody has written. So like if you have something somebody has written, you can input that. Um and then we're going to get into where like, you know, if you're having Zoom calls with these people, um, we can analyze that as well um, to give you give you insights into the person. But also, you know, as a seller, like the more you just start to put these things into practice, you also then start to pick up on things like the language that you use, you know, your pace and tone and all of these things that can give me a good insight into what type of personality type you have. That's fantastic. Yes. And I, and again, I think it's a lot easier using AI to teach a human than to go try to go back the other way. Cause a lot of people get stuck in their own identity mm -hmm. and refuse to change or adapt. Right. And I always tell people, if you look and say, what is the average closing percentage? And somebody goes, I close everybody that's closable. And then they go, I'm between 20 and 25%. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, so you only close the people like you. Yeah. What, you what you refuse to accept. Yeah. At that point and, in time. and every seller has been there before, right? Where right. you're with a prospect and you're just like, man, we are not jiving. <laughs> you right. know, and it's because of compatibility, right? So if you're armed with some information about this person that you know, like, you know, relationship driven people really enjoy small talk and pleasantries, right? Right. 
And if that's not your natural way of being, because you're not that type, then it's a little uncomfortable for you to do that. Cause you're thinking like, Oh my gosh, this is a waste of time. Um, but the interesting thing is, is when you show up to a meeting, knowing that about that person before the meeting starts, then you just spend three, five minutes max, a little bit of small time, and you just see them light up like a Christmas tree. Um, then you can really see the power of this stuff working because maybe you wouldn't have done that. Um, and, and, and I think, you know, that's maybe, maybe that's not the best example. Cause I think some sellers will always just kind of try to build some rapport, right? That's sort of something that's been ingrained in folks, but think about the opposite end of that. If you show up to somebody who's not, where relationships are not the priority, small talk and pleasantry drives them nuts. So if you show up and you're trying to build rapport and you're, Hey, how's the weather? How's your kids? Blah, blah, blah. You're doing all these things. And they're sitting there thinking like, come on, Joe, get to the point. I don't have time for this. Right. What's and the so, point of you being here? Not to talk about my family. What can yeah. you do for me? Yes. Yeah. How can you help me? How can you help me? Right. I'm busy. This is my goals. Can you help me hit them? Can you not? Right. And, and nothing wrong with that. That's just how they're built. And so if you know that going in, then, then you can change how you show up to sell to your buyers the way that they want to buy. That's brilliant. That is brilliant. So Colin, what is yours? So I'm a, I'm a bit of an oddball. Um, okay. I like those. <clears throat> so, so you're a DS. I'm pretty much, pretty much an SD. So still okay. we're very compatible, right? Just a little bit, but the interesting thing about my profile and uh, is most people score high in like two quadrants, right? Mm -hmm. So we're not just saying, Hey, Joe's a DS, right? We're, we're looking at, you know, how you score in each quadrant. And then based on, you know, typically most people score high in two, right? right. Maybe they score really high in one or they score high in two. I am a bit of an oddball where, you know, I'm pretty much a SD, but, but I score high in almost all four quadrants. <laughs> that means that's the most perfect person, right? The most perfect person would be able to adapt and, and feed in and out of whatever personality, right? So again, think of it as that disc. If it's a car tire, right? We have a much smoother ride than with Colin, right? Instead of going, because you're going to hit the, the two that yeah. I hit in, right? More often than there's the downsides in between as it goes on. Yeah. I actually love that. Um, I typically, you know, when people ask me what's mine, I'm like, Oh, yes, here, here we go. Here we go. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, but, but that's a great way, great analogy to sort of explain that. Right. So it's, it's a little bit easier for me. So it, on the flip side, it's harder for people to necessarily sell into me. Right. right? Because they can't quite maybe Dial figure me in. out as much. Um, but it's easier for me to turn on different things, you know, based on what I know about people. Um, so there's advantages for me, disadvantage for, for people trying to sell to me, unfortunately. <laughs> right. So again, that's fantastic. So I was going to say, I'm not very active on Twitter, but, um, but no LinkedIn I do, but I always write on LinkedIn as the authority, right? That's what I try to, to put out there and say, here's who I am, blah, 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 and go through. So where if you were on my Instagram, it'd be a little different, but, um, that, yeah, we're not scanning. We're not scanning Instagram and, yeah. and TikTok. <laughs> yeah, uh, you know, people are showing up on those platforms like who they think uh, 
people want them to be. <laughs> right. Right. Yeah. You're not seeing me dance though. So it's okay. I'm yeah. That way. Yeah. Yeah. Of course I could be, I could be doing that, but yes. So, okay, Colin, this is fantastic. So the humantic.ai down below, is that the best place to look yeah. for you? So that's the best place for folks that if they're thinking like, what the heck are these guys talking about? Just right. show me this stuff. Um, couple, you know, go to Humantic. You can start a free trial, no credit card required, easy to get in, run your own profile, run some profiles on some people you're pr trying to prospect into run some profiles. You know, this is my favorite, run some profiles on some stuck deals and you might uncover why they're stuck, you know? So, so that's always a good place to start and then really pay attention, right? Cause this is a lot, right? It's, you're not gonna, you're not gonna, totally change the way you're selling, you know, in two weeks based on being armed with this stuff. It takes a little bit of time and practice. So after you've ran your profile, you've ran the profile on some, you know, active prospects, some stuck deals, um, really pay attention to the things to avoid. Cause I would say those are the, that's a really good place to start of knowing what not to do with particular types of people because those are traps, right? And like once you just take one misstep and, and I'll give you an example, a really easy example that I think some people can understand is bullet points. There's a lot of people who love receiving information in bullet points. They process it well that way and that's how they want it communicated to them when you're trying to, you know, transfer, you know, a, a good chunk of information um, or multiple points. Some people, it drives them nuts. They hate it. And if you send them an email with bullet points, it's going to send in, it's going to sit in their inbox for a week, two weeks. You're going to take no action. What do you think that does to your deal? You know, stalls your deal. And the crazy thing is bullet points are even enough to kill your deal because oh, if it sits there for two weeks, you know, it's no longer important, you know, you know, all because you just didn't know what their communication style and preferences were. Yeah, exactly. So you, again, you put it out because you probably love bullet points or worse. You said, I bet this person will like bullet points. And again, when you look at things and this is what I, I see as the value coming from Humantic is that Humantic will show you best practices for the individual as opposed to globally best practices. Yeah. Right. And if you, if you look at how the, like even on disc, the whole personality wheel comes out. There's not a lot of your D personalities in percentage to I's and S's in the overall world. So if, what's best practice? It's going to be guiding somebody or building that relationship to put it in mm -hmm. there where that D personality, that C yeah. personality definitely doesn't want to go through that, right? They'll appreciate some bullet points, but they're not going to want the small talk yeah. and all the other stuff. So best practices are based on quantity of personality types instead right. of building. And there's even like two sides of the fence of sales training school that you see from folks like relationships matter, relationships don't matter. And like, they're both wrong because right. they do matter and they don't matter, but it highly depends on to who, who <laughs> fantastic. That's amazing. Okay. So humantic, Go check it out, go in there, sign up for the free trial and go play with it. I love the idea of check your profile, then check the stalled deals that go through where you go, why am I not getting a response? Why am I not getting this? And now does the software suggest things for you? Yeah, so it'll suggest, yeah. it'll tell you 
your compatibility with that prospect. It'll tell you how to properly structure communication, like emails with them, you know, should you use bullet points? Should you not? Could you use gifts or emojis, salutation, subject, all of that stuff, right? And that's, you know, consistent throughout, you know, your entire sales cycle. Um, and then also tell you, you know, what matters most, what to do, what not to do, and how to negotiate as well. Fantastic. So I have a large number of clients that are in the automotive space. Okay. And so they get like, for example, I have one client that gets probably over a thousand requests through email on people. Yeah. And so then of course the answer is go send out the templates as opposed to doing the one-offs kind of deal. But I look at it and say, if they plug the person into Humantic, they would know how to approach that person to increase the two-way communication and get the point of contact and eventually move them through the sales process better. Oh yeah. I mean, we've seen, we've seen, um, you know, positive replies increase by 300% with, you know, using this information, you know, it, you know, as a primary thing in the messaging versus just, you know, templated stuff. Right. I mean, when you're working high volume like that, it's, it's tough. Right. But yeah. There's technology available to to do it a different way. And the thing about it is it stands out big time. You know, it stands out because everybody else is not doing that, right? right? So it's an easy way to stand out, you know, in your space and show up differently based on that particular person. And, and the great thing is, is you're not showing up the same way for everybody. You're showing up in a unique way that's, you know, most likely to net positive results from that particular person. Fantastic. So again, I'm already, I'm already scheming on the, the let's get together program on how do we get this out there to get more people and go through. So here's, here's my thought process. And again, Colin, I just, I just love your openness and that's why I'm going to go push out there. So looking at it, if I were to able to load my team into the system, so that my every, we all know who each other is. Okay. Mm -hmm. So like, for example, when I talk to somebody and they go, Hey, if you don't click with the person, I usually tell them, turn the person to the person you like the least on the team. <laughs> right. It's a great strategy. <laughs> right. And as soon as you do, I said, you'll go over and when you introduce them, you'll hear the loud click as they both click. Yeah. Right. And I said, now the, the only part that hurts is the person that walks up to hand you the customer or flips that email over to you and say, you take it. You have to go, wow, you like me the least. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. But I think yeah. it's because your personality. You might like them off. the least, but they didn't like you the most because you just handed them a deal. <laughs> right. And that's why I said. And then what we have is we have half of a deal as opposed to all of nothing because I chose to stay and pursue a client the wrong way or right. to, to be myself versus them be themselves that goes in. So I'm thinking, load up the sales department's profiles, right? Run it on all them. Then when something comes in to the system, scan the individual and match it to the salesperson within the organization that has the highest probability of closing. Yeah, yeah, I love it. I love oh, it. Brilliant, bro. I love the way you think. So, but no, that's amazing. I love that idea. Okay. So humantic.ai, that's where you're going to go. Check it out. Get your free trial, right? If you want to follow Colin, you can find him out on LinkedIn as 
most people do, as his software does to analyze his own personality yeah. that's there. But <laughs> perfect. Okay. So thank you so much, Colin, for coming in. Any last, let me throw something out at you so you guys know what to do to sell something or any bid little words of wisdom to kick out another nugget. Yeah, we covered a lot, right? So it's easy to feel overwhelmed. You might have a lot of questions about this. Um, but just take it, you know, take it one step at the time. Knowing yourself first is the first step, knowing what to avoid with particular people. And then, you know, run 10, 20 searches. And then after about 10, 20 searches, you really start to get a feel for like, you know, you'll start to see some consistent personality types showing up and you'll start to get comfortable with what to do and what not to do with those types of people. And, and, and based on that awareness of what matters most to particular people, you'll start to even just pick up on that, right? When Joe starts talking about a particular thing, you'll know, oh, you know, Joe's not a relationship, uh, you know, driven person or not that relationships don't matter. It's just Joe doesn't make business decisions based on relationships alone. And so that's, that's kind of the easiest way to sort of just jump in and, and take a couple of bite sizes out to really start to um, implement this stuff into the way that you sell. Fantastic. So you find value, pop over Colin Mitchell. If you put Colin Mitchell Humantic, he'll pop right up to the top on LinkedIn. That's there. But I think you guys all need to pop over and thank him for just sharing the knowledge besides the fact he's made it so that you can actually earn yourself more money at the end of the year, because why you're working smarter, right? What, what, to, what if you took your working harder already and added working smarter to it, then you're done. And you can be a successful, lazy sales rep like Joe. Oh, exactly. <laughs> exactly. That's fantastic. So uh, as always, when we end this, I'm going to tell you straight out, everybody go out and sell something. Thanks, everybody. We'll see you next week.